Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we have Jamie Ravel. Jamie, how's it going? It's going great. Thank you. How about yourself? Uh, great. And thank you for being on the podcast today. Yeah. No, thanks for having me. Excited yeah. to be here. Absolutely. So kind of uh, give me a, a little background here. So we'll just get right into it. So what is the name of your facility and where are you guys located at? Yes. So we are, well, we're located in Berwyn, Illinois. So it's right outside of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are actually rebranding. So um, I'll give you a bit of bit of more background here. My, um, my mom's been a gym owner for man, 40 or so years. And, uh, she had a chain of gyms here in Chicagoland called women's workout world. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, so that's technically our name now, but as of October 1st, we're switched, we're rebranding and moving to W3 body, uh, a women's gym, which is just a spinoff of women's workout world. We go by W3 right now. So, okay. um, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. So, so looking at everything, so you've grown up around this your, your whole life then, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So you feel like it's kind of like your destiny to be, to be a gym owner. Is that what you were meant to do? Or did you just, did you always want to do it or, or what? How did that work out? Um, I, I would say there's definitely, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's ups and downs. There were times where I was like, yes, for sure. I'm in. Sometimes I was like, I don't think this is for me, but I would actually say the pandemic is probably what brought me back around and is like hundred percent. Um, it's, we do such, we change lives every day, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome. So, um, can't imagine wanting to do anything else. Um, so yeah, but definitely growing up around it. I mean, you, you just kind of learn the ins and outs naturally. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You do for sure. Now, yeah, I, I love I love the concept and, and W3 body. That's uh, I, I like it. Like it, it still keeps, you know, some of the traditional, the women's workout world. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of brings, you know, it's it's a new transition. Right. And so how long have you been involved um, in, in the new ownership process? Is that taking place yet or is it in the process? In the process? Yeah, um, it'll be official October 1st. I'll be um, buying her out and taking over officially. But I've been running it uh, for like particularly, so we had many locations, but for one reason or another, um, they, she combined some, closed some. And so, you know, over time, your model has to change and evolve. And so I, you know, really got involved. It's probably been, I mean, I've been in the fitness industry for, man, 13 or so years, Mm -hmm. um, teaching and working and sales and everything else. But, um, in terms of marketing and management and stuff, probably for about eight and really took over all operations for about the past four years. Okay. So, um, but in these four years, what I've been working on is changing our model and our concept to modernize it a lot, bring in new programs and, you know, just bring in the use of technology and change our systems and our operations. And so Mm -hmm. that's what I've been focusing on. And now that I feel like we've got a pretty smooth transition and a pretty smooth layout on that. Now it's time to rebrand and just really move forward with the new concept. So yeah, absolutely. That's where that comes in. So kind of walk me through a little bit, like what, 
so I know that you're you're um, a big box model, right? Like you guys have a, a good size facility. So what's your facility size and what services do you currently offer? Yeah, so uh, we are, so we're obviously a women only gym. We are about 10,000 square feet. And the way that I like to describe it is that we are a boutique fitness studio inside of a big box. So, and we have something for everyone. So when you think boutique fitness studio, you think a, think of a, you know, premier um, experience or premium level class or something like that. And so we have those, and then we have a big box gym full of equipment and we have group fitness classes. So I truly feel we have something for everyone. If you need a trainer, we have three levels of training. We have large group, small group, and one-on-one -on -one training. We have tons of equipment and areas to work out on your own, tons of functional equipment and uh, barbells and things like that. If you want to lift heavier, and then we have um, group X. So we have Zumba and yoga and kickboxing. So um, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's yeah. fun. It's a really unique concept. That's definitely morphed from one thing to another. And that's how we've landed where we're at, but yeah. I love it. Like, it's just, it's super different and it's, um, it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's one thing I love um, that you, that you said, you're like, you're like a boutique studio and <clears throat> excuse me, in a big box gym. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of what for a big box gym to be profitable these days, um, I, you're right on track with how you should be doing your model. Because mm -hmm. as you know, it, I mean, to stay profitable, you, you really can't do that on, on these monthly memberships. Like you have to have, you know, additional services and you have to provide more value. Otherwise, why would they come to you? Right? Yeah, no, for sure. And that's, I think that we have seen that over time and just, you know, looking at the numbers from the past, I mean, 10 to 20 years, again, we've, we've been in business women's workout world for 39 years. Um, so it's like, we've got lots of history, lots of numbers to look at. And when you, we had in some of our gyms, 5,000 members at one time, oh, wow. which is insane. Wow. Yes. Yeah. All women. Like, can you imagine? And I mean, granted, we didn't have the programs that we have now. So you could accommodate the, the traffic, the daily traffic that you had on a daily basis. But now there'd be no way we could accommodate that many members. But again, the idea of, of implementing all of the different programs is to drive up your average revenue per member. Yes. Um, but to be able to survive and work with less members and, and provide those, you know, those services and the premium level classes and stuff. So yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, and that should be the overall goal for everyone. Um, you know, not only in big box, but in, in boutique studios also like you want, you know, if you can have fewer clients that, that are paying more money, right? Like the biggest thing about that is these people are so bought into the process and your services are sticky right? Like, so it's, it's really hard for them to find what you offer somewhere else. And, you know, when you throw all the value stacks in there, uh, that's usually like when you can turn, you know, these people into lifelong members. Yeah. Yeah. We've said that time and time again, you know, a treadmill is a treadmill is a treadmill. It's not like if they can get it cheaper down the, sh down the street, that's, they'll go there. So what are you offering them? What type of value, what type of service, type of help you know are you giving people when they come in to make them stay to make them want to be here mm -hmm. um so yeah that's that's huge but yeah, yeah and, for sure. and i think one big thing about it too that that sets you apart now i of course i don't know your market up there but it seems like traditionally and you know other gym owners that i've spoke with like your your women only facilities they're usually the smaller boutique you know niche studios but you guys have taken it to a whole nother level 
you know, <laughs> with all yes, that. Yes, we have. <laughs> yeah, that's totally. awesome. Yeah, so thank you. As, yeah, as far as like the services you offer. So uh, let's talk about like PT, for example. So mm -hmm. a new client comes in, like does everyone, like anyone that joins, do they get like a, a PT session or, or how do you guys work that out? Yes. Yeah. So we, similar to many other big boxes, we do probably a very uh, similar process. So someone comes in, we have our membership team. Uh, they, they purchase a membership, they enroll uh, right away. We'll book them a fitness assessment to, with our training director. And mm -hmm. so our training director's job then would be to meet with them um, and then, you know, assess them, of course, see if they're a candidate for training and what their wants and needs are and everything else, and then place them in a program, whether it's uh, team training, that's the large group, max of 16 in a class, uh, small group PT, which is four, uh, max of four ladies with one trainer, and then we have one-on-one -on -one personal training. Mm -hmm. um, so if someone is interested in any of those, then we'll upgrade them on the spot. And the way that we do it is we don't do like extra for training where they're paying membership and training. It's, it's the next level of membership. Um, so some of my staff, even at point of sale, will sell a training membership because it, um, because it's, it's an option and if they're comfortable selling it, then they will. So, yeah, for sure. uh, so yeah, so it's, it's an upgrade, you know, and obviously it, um, the training director is, uh, upselling them, but it's not like you're, you're, traditional way of doing it where you're paying separately for training it's just the next level it overtakes their membership okay yeah that makes sense so as far mm -hmm. as the people that actually let's say scheduled the fitness assessment what percentage would you say that is that schedule probably 85 percent 85 and as far as mm -hmm. what about show does that many show or do you have you have some no shows as well yeah, you definitely have no shows. Um, I feel like it ebbs and flows, to be honest with you. Sometimes we get a pretty good show rate. So out of the 85%, probably around 75% show. Mm -hmm. um, but then sometimes it might be a little bit lower. And I, you know, it just could be based on time of year, weather, unfortunately, um, being in yeah. Chicago. And so, uh, yeah, but for the most part, we... Um, I just feel like we're, we have such right now, we have such a great momentum going that, you know, it's the same thing with how referrals work. If you're offering great service, people are bringing in guests and, and they're joining like just positive word of mouth spreads. And that's, it makes people want to show, you know, you, you have to sell the fitness assessment to get a high show rate. You can't just be like, well, we're going to just book this appointment for you. Well, what's the appointment? You know, you have yeah, to make, right. you have to, sell the value of it. And so um, I think we've just gotten into a really great groove and have a great ability to, to sell it at point of sale. Plus, of course, we do confirmation calls and everything. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point too. And, and that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see in the industry is it's like, oh, you, like you, you joined, you got this appointment, you know, and like you said, people are like, what, what is the appointment? And, mm -hmm. and that's one of the big things. And, you know, another thing too, to think about, is you know incentivizing these people to show up and it's and a lot of that can happen with you know there, there's tons of different things you can do but we found if they can be incentivized to show up to it um you know and more so it's almost like i mean in a way you can think of it as paying them to show up but um little things like that can make all the difference because not only do you know these people show up you know almost 100 percent of the time but 
you know, your, your sales director, you know, your PT director gets more at bats and without improving the sales process, we found that, you know, more at bats just means total overall revenue, you know, increases mm -hmm. and more people in your programs. Totally. So just curious, like in terms of incentivizing, what types of incentives have you used or have you seen? Um, that's an interesting idea. I haven't thought of or Yeah, heard. it's interesting. And um, yeah, there, there's so many different things you can do. Like, um, you know, there's, there's little things you can do. Um, now, some of this will, we can talk off the podcast, but oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, you know, like incentivizing, like, do you guys have a smoothie bar or anything like that? We just, yeah, we just opened a cafe. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's part of it, but there's, there's some little more, just tiny little pieces that you can throw in there. And it's stuff that like most people wouldn't think of, but mm -hmm. um, you know, it really increases that show rate. So great. like looking at everything too. Now, is there like, just curious, like, so it's an extra level of membership basically mm -hmm. for, for PT. Um, do they have a set number of sessions they get with that or can that yeah. vary also? Yes. So um, I don't want to make this sound complicated, but basically, no, no. so think about your basic level of membership and then the level on top of it is team training, which is the large group. And within that, you have three options, once a week, twice a week, or three times a week. And then above that is small group. You can do small group once, twice, or three times a week. But if you're in small group, it's, it's uh, layered pricing. So you get access to everything that's underneath it. So, um, so yeah, if you're in, if you're in small group, you get uh, team training. So, and of course your membership all included in one price. So, yeah. um, and they can break that down. They can pay monthly. They can have their, we do everything, of course, auto drafts. So they could do um, bi-weekly or weekly payments. So mm -hmm. just tons of, lots of options, whatever is going to be, um, what's, whatever's going to fit the members budget, I guess the best, mm -hmm. um, the easiest, but um but yeah, the way that I think of and like how I describe small group and stuff to people is it's the best of both worlds. It's more, it's think let's one-on-one -on -one personal training delivered to four people. So you get yeah. really great strength training, but then in team you get more conditioning um, and, and it, you, you get both, you know, and it, yeah. you're not overdoing one or the other. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Now, do you guys mm -hmm. offer um, anything like nutrition wise or supplement wise too? Not, not really. We've dabbled, um, in like a private label supplement thing, but we, yeah, yeah. we just never really pushed it. Um, mm -hmm. so no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, that's something and, to think about too. But, but like you said, there's, when it comes to the supplement industry, there's, there's so many unknowns. It's like, do you, mm -hmm. do you get these products that everyone knows? Do you do private label and is private label, is, is it a good quality? Like, how do you market that? Right. Like, right. so there's, there's so many unknowns, but, you know, having something like that in place can definitely um, increase revenue per member. Now, mm -hmm. um, so do you got, do you sell like drinks and stuff like that? Like little like RTDs and stuff? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's all right. Most of it's ready to go. We do. So I, I mentioned, I think to you the other day that, um, so we had a, a small daycare, but with the pandemic, it's just, I mean, I'm, was like, how am I possibly supposed to open this again? Um, it, it's because it's a very small room mm -hmm. and the number of kids that used to be in there. And, you know, we, it's, it's kind of like, we never made money by any means. We lost money on our yeah. daycare yeah. area. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, there's no way we're going to be able to open this anytime soon. And 
we can't afford to open it actually, you know, during a pandemic. So, and I just can't imagine that it's going to be safe uh, when they can't even open schools. So I'm like, well, this is wasted square footage for who knows how long let's do something with it. So we opened a cafe, totally transformed it. And now it's just a place for members and even um, something I want to push going forward to bring people into the gym too, is that non-members can come in and, and some have actually local businesses have heard about it and they come in, they get, so we have like coffee, we do like ice, couple ice drinks, but then everything else is ready to go. And we've partnered with like local, um, a local juice bar that wholesales their juices oh, and cool. like ginger shots and things and um, a meal prep company. So we sell right. all that stuff in the, the ready to go family. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's cr stuff flies so fast. Like <laughs> yeah, I, it it's does. insane. It does. Yeah, it, like pre work uh, or energy drinks and protein shakes. Again, all ready to go, ready to drink. That I mean, I just can't keep it in stock. It's it's nuts, which yeah. is awesome. It's a great problem to have. <laughs> yeah, it's a good problem to have, and and that's interesting. So, like as far as that goes, how is like marketing wise? Like, okay, so for your for the juice bar or uh, the cafe. So is, is that women only too? Would that be no? That's no, because it's in its own space it's in its okay. own room so okay, that people anyone can come in yeah okay yeah so as far as um you know getting rid of child care I'm, I'm curious how did how did that conversation go like with with the members because I'm sure you were a little bit like eh. oh yeah it was not it just it just didn't make sense and they they understand that there's no one that's been yeah. like super mad or angry there's yeah. some people that will call who are interested in a membership and I knew that going in you're just not you can't, this is, I feel like my attitude in the best way changed during the pandemic that you just can't cater to everyone. You know, I feel like we tried to accommodate so much before the pandemic and then you just have to, you got to do what you have to do, you know, and um, make the, obviously the best decisions for the business. And so everyone's been really understanding. There's some that are like, oh darn, you know, they waited for kids to come back to school to, or, go back to school to come to the gym, just, I get it. I totally understand. I've worked with them, got to freeze memberships and everything. Um, when, you know, when, when you need to, but yeah, I mean, no one's insanely upset and mo more people saying they, they get it, you know, yeah. And they like what we did with the space. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that, and that's the thing, like, if you can, yeah, you can take it away. So it's kind of like ripping the bandaid off. Like if you, when you just come out and yeah. say but then it's like, but, but look, you know, almost like the Billy Mays thing, you know, but wait, you know, there's more. So you throw the cafe <laughs> in there and, you know, it's kind of like, okay, like, and like you said, yeah. most people get it. Um, I kind of ran into that at my gym. So we, we haven't actually taken it out, but I've cut it down to like four or five kids and, you know, yeah. appointment only. And, you know, I'm in the same predicament. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if this is worth it, but just, yeah. um, yeah, I think people get it, you know, and we've not had a lot of pissed off people kind of like you, but they kind of see it as a small inconvenience, I guess, more than anything. Absolutely. But again, I think that if we were ever going to take it out, because personally, I never loved running it anyways, it was just yeah. hectic and everything else um, on a daily basis. It's like an added program, you know, that required staff and money yeah. and whatever. And so if you were, you're going to, rip that band-aid off it was there was no better time to do it than a time that made sense safety wise yeah um with kids getting sick or whatever yeah so yeah 
Well, especially I'm not, now. I don't regret it. Yeah, especially now, like, well, you know, not to get into too much on COVID, but with a new variant that, you know, the kids are actually getting it now, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it makes it to where, you know, it's, it's just easy. And it's good that you didn't scale it back like I did. You know, you just completely shut it out. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing, too, is, um, I, w- I mean, I, like, people, I wonder, like, the number of people that have asked about it, if they would have actually brought their child in. I don't know, you know, that if they would have or not. But, again, yeah, there was just no way to know. But Probably not. Maybe once every now and yeah. then. But yeah, for sure. So, as far as... Um, like your, your hours of operation. Are you guys, uh, do you have set hours? Are you 24 seven? Um, how does that work out? We have set hours. Yeah. And we have, um, we're almost back to pre COVID hours. Um, we, oh, cool. mm-hmm, so we're open 5 45 AM to 9 PM during the week and eight mm-hmm. to two on the weekends right now. Okay. So okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. So definitely pre-COVID hours yeah. were we're what but about this about the same like for right now for example sunday we're open nine to one but that's because our traffic on sundays it's so low it just doesn't warrant opening from eight to two right now but i'm adding a class we're launching it this sunday um and i'm hoping that brings in traffic and that warrants just expanding the hours but it's it, it, it pathetically low it's yeah yeah no I mean that but I I get it though and it what I really like about you know your philosophy right now is you know you're you're putting the business first and some of these decisions like you know now that now that you're calling the shots it's not the easiest decision to make but you know emotionally but when you look at data you know it is the right decision and when you're data driven Mm -hmm. on everything you know you can't go wrong with that yeah yeah absolutely it's yeah not not easy especially if you're in a a client facing environment on the daily like me like I'm still in the trenches a lot and uh so being face to face with someone who's like well why'd you close your daycare why aren't you open longer whatever Mm -hmm. versus on the phone it's definitely definitely a bit tougher but I think um yeah it makes makes you acquire some different communication skills which for is sure <laughs> yeah and and in the beginning I noticed that um like your office like it's all glass right so yes I, I'm curious yeah. to see how long it is before you black that out oh my <laughs> gosh I well I was gonna go in the cafe and then I'm like oh but I don't know if I'm gonna be bothered in here so I'll <laughs> yeah. just stay in my office and hopefully it won't get distracted yeah yeah I totally get it so Jamie yeah. we are running out of time on the podcast so uh, one question I like to ask everyone, and, you know, for you, this is going to be unique because it's going to be your first year, like, you know, with the reins. So mm-hmm. in a year, like, what does growth look like for you? Like, what do you want to see happen in your business? Uh, so um, I want to, we need, I want to get back to our pre-COVID base. So I mm-hmm. need to add a hundred more members to our base, uh, okay. of course, with a high number of sales and um low cancellation rate um and about 50 more training members and these numbers are probably are only relative i guess if you know the business this particular model but um but beyond that me personally i would really love to get out of a day-to-day managerial role um, which i'm working on and take those next steps for a second location Um, i have some ideas in mind but you know our model as i've maybe have made um, obvious in this, this, uh, conversation is that it's, 
it's a lot to operate. There's a lot going on on, you know, on a daily basis. And so um, I absolutely love it. But would I, would my second location maybe be a little easier to operate something that's more just class-based? That's kind of where I'm at and wondering um, Mm -hmm. how I'm good, how I would uh, create that second location. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And good goals for sure. And, um, and again, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I know that um, our listeners will get value from this and I enjoyed talking to you and learning about the model and the business. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And for our listeners out there, if you found value from this podcast or you want to be a guest in the podcast, please hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to be on the podcast, click the link in the description, apply to be a guest on the show. And until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches, doing the work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Steve Coons, co-owner of Thrive in Alliston, Ontario, Canada. Steve, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Dominic. Really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. We appreciate you being here. Tell us about Thrive. What is it that you do there? How are you changing lives in your neck of the woods? Yeah, we uh, we have a really unique gym and it's very boutique style, small fitness studio. Um, we offer four main services. We do uh, the bulk of our service centers around one-on-one or two-on-one personal training. Uh, We do small group exercise. Uh, We have an athletic training component side to our business where we work work mostly with local athletes um, that are trying to kind of get a little bit more out of their game and get that next level of performance. And then the fourth service that we offer um, is nutrition coaching um, because it goes hand in hand with the exercise component. So uh, one of our coaches actually oversees the nutrition coaching side of our business and there's four of us that provide the coaching as far as the exercise component is concerned. Okay. All right. And in your, your current iteration, the, the way that things are right now, um, how long have you been there? And what would you say the, the journey in a nutshell has been to you getting there? Because you've been in the fitness industry a long time. How did you end up with the setup that you have right now? Yeah, so... Just got an opportunity about 15 years ago to kind of reposition the business in the town that I was close, that I was most closely, uh, closest to living in, I guess. (laughs) I was living nearby the town where we're located and a unique opportunity came on to um, take space in this, in this town. It's a fairly small town. Um, Started off with two clients, basically. And it grew over the course of three locations. We moved, we've moved now three times within that town, just better space became available to, you know, more visible, that sort of thing. And uh, we, we now are in about our 14th or 15th year of operation in, in its current uh, format and its current location. And uh, yeah, we're really, we're really happy in this, in this town. Um, it's, it's really interesting to operate a small business in a small town. 
Um, one of the things that we really strive to do is really try to develop and, and maintain our reputation as, a, as a, a place where people can come to get some real quality coaching in terms of exercise and fitness. And we try to offer a little more than just the basic workout. So um, that's, that's kind of it in a nutshell, I guess. Um, certainly we can delve into more of the details, but yeah, for sure. All right. So in the realm of fitness, if, if we have to put people in groups, uh, we really have two main ones, right? People who sell access to consumers and people who sell coaching. And it sounds like you're very much in the realm of coaching, right? People who come to you and your staff are not really on their own to any degree. Um, it's all guided programmed, individualized to whatever degree that, that stands with. Is that, would you say yeah, that's, that's kind of the best that's way? That's definitely to bang it? on. Everything, every workout in our facility is supervised and coached. Um, you know, it can be a one-on-one -on -one or individualized situation. Uh, right now, we don't typically have more than six clients in the gym at one time. Um, part of that's COVID related, but part of that is also our drive to try to keep the quality of our programming as ideal as possible or as high quality as possible. Um, so we just find those smaller groups. Um, there's more contact with each client in terms of coaching, uh, more supervision of, you know, exercise technique and mechanics and how they're lifting. And we really try to emphasize that process with our clients of quality over quantity. And, and I think our, the way we kind of schedule our workouts and kind of set up the, the, the inner workings of our facility kind of works to that end. We, we always strive for that quality aspect more than anything. So really a true private to semi-private style facility. Uh, like you said, you max out at about six clients and that's a combination of how you want it and what the regulations are right now in this, uh, you know, obviously Ontario, you know, a lot of our listeners in Canada are going to know the restrictions are really tight here. We're September 2021, so we're we're in this fourth wave. How big is the studio, and is it something where you know you've grown into it over time? Have you really just been there and had your set clientele? What does it look like from a layout standpoint, size, setup? How has that evolved? Yeah, so we have uh, in our in our current facility, we have just under 2000 square feet of space. So we're not large. Mm -hmm. um, we very much focus on sort of the functional end of the fitness training world where uh, we don't have a lot of, um, you know, selectorized equipment. We basically just have one piece. It's a simple lat pull down piece, which has all the, the usual attachments to it. Uh, we don't really offer anything in the way of, of actual cardio training. So our facility very much focuses around the strength and conditioning aspect of things. Um, we have one sort of six, four, six, four, uh, CrossFit rig with six workout pods, uh, available off of that. Um, and then a variety of everything under the sun. Um, you know, we've got stuff that people will know, you know, your TRX suspension trainers, uh, barbells, kettlebells, dumbbells, all that sort of thing, bumper plates. Um, but we also try to offer a lot of things are a lot of our workouts are focused around trying to introduce, um, exercises for people where, you know, if you're working let's say on an upper body exercise, you're also incorporating legs and torso into that or vice versa, you know? So we really try to stimulate people to be in a position where maybe we're not just working on strength, but also stability or balance, something of that nature. 
And I think our, our equipment setup kind of um, reflects that. And each workout that we try to do with people will in, incorporate those various components. We're going to focus around a couple of real primary lifts or primary movements, but then we're also trying to get exercises into that workout to promote stability, balance, uh, functional capacity, conditioning, et cetera. So really going for that, whether you have focus on a particular day or a particular body part or movement that a client's working on, you're still trying to keep it well-rounded, sort of all-encompassing, total body balance, uh, working on, you know, not having the, you know, the, the, diff the big differences, you know, from one side or the other or stability issues. You're not gearing in on that specific stuff without paying attention to the other things. So the, the client, regardless of what they think they want, you're still making sure that they get, they're getting the vegetables to go with their meat. That's exactly, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. We're always, we're always, we've always got those primary exercises, the big lifts or the, the main movements or the main exercises that a lot of people like and don't like, but need to do. But we also try to incorporate a variety of accessory exercises or exercises that might be working on an aspect of their, their body that, you know, um, like we're, we, we sort of go have a saying in the gym amongst the coaches, healthy hips, healthy human. Um, so a lot of times what we'll try to do are incorporate exercise or movements or positions into a workout where we're focusing a lot around hip musculature and hip mobility, or at least engaging the lower extremities and the hips into a particular exercise. So if we can put the, the clients in a position where they're maybe doing, say, for example, like a dumbbell chest press, but rather than lying flat on a bench and being completely supported, we're going to try and put them in a position where they're incorporating their lower extremities or lower body into that exercise as well. So it's very functionally based from that standpoint, um, you know, or on, a, on a, a pull type movement, the same type of thing. We might be having them stabilize their body in a position by using their legs or using their torso or, or sort of core in a certain way that provides them with more stimulation in terms of using their total body rather than an isolated or very specific movement pattern. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. But so meat, you meat, are meat and vegetables is an awesome analogy. <laughs> you're, you're building, you're building well-rounded people, whether they know it or not, or whether that's what they're looking for or not. And that's what I, I want to talk about what people are looking for when they find you, how are people finding you? Is it through word of mouth? Is it through referrals? Are you actually advertising? Uh, how are people getting to you, raising their hand saying, Steve, I want to come to you. I want, you know, for back of, lack of better words, I want to thrive. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah. Word of mouth is certainly a, a massive part of our um, sort of process of finding new clients. Um, referral, we do have a number of other practitioners within our community that we work with. Sometimes if we have a client coming through the door who's had um, an injury or has a health condition that we feel is a little bit beyond our scope or that we feel we need some extra support for, we'll often engage that other practitioner, whether that's a, a physical therapist or a chiropractor or a massage therapist or whoever it may be. And, and so as a result, in working with these other practitioners in our community, We've also got a nice little referral network that can be mutually beneficial. So between word of mouth and those referral networks, we probably gain most of our clients in that regard. Um, we we do we are fortunate in the sense too that we've got a number of clients maybe where we've started with um, you know 
the husband and now we train both husband and wife and that's extended now to kids as well so we've got a number of sort of family situations you know we've got a husband and wife doing separate personal training uh sessions and we've got son or daughter involved in our athletic training component as well so you know that to us is is really nice because you know to us it kind of says hey we've done a good job with with, the, with this one individual and they've trusted us trusted us enough and put enough confidence in our abilities that now that's extended to other members of their family or friends so for us word of mouth is huge um we really try to work hard at the quality aspect of our business and the quality aspect of our coaching and the and treating people professionally so treating everyone the same and having the same process with everyone so that we can really um really work to maintain what we feel is is our best foot forward in the community and, and being in a small community you realize how interconnected everyone is you know this client knows this person and you know this person or they work with this person so for us having that quality system quality coaching and, and good reputation um kind of goes a long way to helping us uh gain new clients within our within our town within our community so for the most part everything that's coming through the door is for what you're doing is is some sort of organic lead right for to use an industry term it's referral it's word of mouth it's um you know, friends, family, coworkers, things like that. Not a whole lot of, you know, social media posts, you know, Instagram, Facebook, or advertisements. It's all just very naturally occurring and you feel it's based on the work that you do there. That's right. Yeah, very much so. Um, we do maintain an Instagram uh, address. Um, we do use Facebook. Uh, we have a website. We have all the usual sort of digital means that way. Uh, we've never really done much in the way of advertising, um, not not as purest form anyway, whether that's print or, you know, postcards or things of that nature. Um, we've never really had to pursue much of that. I mean, we are, the only other element that probably benefits us within the community that we have is we have a, a fairly highly visible location and that we're right on the main street. Um, it's actually a provincial highway that runs right through the middle of town. So we happen to be right at a main stoplight. So a lot of times we'll get people sitting out there in their car and they look and they go, oh, what's going on in there? And, you know, so we, we do have large windows right across the front of our actual facility. So it's, it's highly visible from that standpoint. And that's probably something we really also benefit from. People will call us up and say, hey, yeah, I drove by your place or, you know, I wonder what do you guys do in there? And, you know, they get the phone number off the door or off the window or something like that. And we, we do receive a lot of, um, sort of what you might call walk-in business that way. Yeah, so we're pretty fortunate in that sense too. Perfect, perfect. I mean, that's that's every business owner's dream, right? To be able to have minimal uh, ad budget, expenditure, mental uh, time and attention taken away and have enough people walking through the door. So um, for whatever, whatever needs that you have. Um, as far as when people do walk through the door, something you mentioned, that I want to hear more about is you said that you try to have a very consistent process for what you do. So walk me through that if you don't mind. Somebody comes in the door, Steve, I'm interested. What happens with me? Is there an assessment? Am I grouped with a specific coach or team? How, do, how does the client journey work at Thrive? Yeah, so if we have an individual that comes in, let's, you know, a couple of different scenarios, I guess we could look at. 
One would be the, the straight walk-in. Somebody comes in, um, you know, we do all of our scheduling and all of our, our business, if you will, by appointment. So we don't have um, an individual that stays at the front of our facility, for example, like a front-end person, like a reception or something along those lines. We do all of that as well. So if we have an image individual that just walks in off the street looking for information, what we'll try to do is just make a connection with them, introduction, uh, take some personal information and then try to at least set up at least a phone call or um, you know perhaps a text with them to make a connection so we can actually bring them in. And the first step that we really like to start off with is a, is a, a no charge initial consultation. And for us, it's really making sure that it's a, it's a good fit for us and a good fit for the client. We want them to feel comfortable and we want them to feel like they come to us maybe not really knowing exactly what they need to do. They know how they're feeling. Uh, they know maybe some of the things that they've done in the past that have worked for them. Sometimes they've got really no idea at all. And it's, it's up to us to kind of give them some idea of that, give them some information, some guidance in that regard. But in that consultation, we try to sit down and discover goals or concerns, you know, things that maybe specific things they want to work towards, whether it's a performance related element, if they're an athlete or whether they're just looking to lose weight, gain more energy, get stronger, you know, get back the fitness level they may have had in the past. That's another common thing that we hear, you know, especially with clients who are getting a bit older and so on. Um, we talk a lot in that consultation about how workouts could be structured. Um, try to make sure that people realize they've got lots of options, either between working out in our facility, uh, maybe supplementing some of those workouts with things that they can do at home, um, other exercise elements that they may be able to bring into that. Um, we try to talk about scheduling in there. Um, that's a big part for us being a small facility and, and not, a, not a huge team, not a lot of trainers, not a lot of coaches. We've got to make sure that if we're going to take a client on client on we want them to feel successful we want them to feel like they're getting enough of our time so it's really critical that we can sort of fit them into our schedule so we have that conversation at the start in that consultation um, there's no pressure there's no obligation um, we just try to have them leave feeling like they've spent some quality time getting some good information about our services how we can help um, feel like they've got a bit of a plan uh, you know if we can have them leave booking an appointment great but some people do want to think about it. Some people do want to come back a little bit later or have that next conversation. But we try to start off with that. With the client who decides to continue with us and actually book an appointment for coaching, we usually spend that first session doing some sort of movement analysis. Um, so we'll take them through somewhere between about six and 10 different basic movement patterns, you know, a push and a pull exercise, a lunge, a squat, a hinge exercise, a rotational exercise to look at how they're moving mechanically, look at how they're moving from the standpoint of controlling their body. You know, if a person's doing a hinge exercise and there's a lot of forward flexion, for example, we know maybe where we've got to start with that person. So it really helps us identify a starting point, provide them with a little bit more guidance, a little bit more coaching. You know, most people are aware of the exercises they may have seen other people do, or they may have been in a gym previously. And well, I really want to be able to do this, but in some cases, they're just not ready for that yet. So sometimes we, we, we use the idea of kind of backing up the bus a little bit. Let's, let's lay a foundation here by doing these exercises, and we'll gradually build towards that. And, and that sort of process has been really successful for us. Um, we do have quite a number of clients, um, you know, who are a little bit older, um, 
and, and have a range of either different health conditions, whether it's something metabolic going on, or it's an orthopedic issue, maybe they had a joint replacement, they've got a, an injury to one side of their body, and so there's a strength differential or a differential in mobility or flexibility. So a lot of those underlying things we also try to address in their exercise component in that initial consultation and that initial one or two sessions that we do with them really helps us formulate a clearer plan of how we can really help that person. So we rely a lot on that process with a new client. Um, and that's the same whether it's a, it's an athlete that comes through our door or whether it's a person with a, a range of different health concerns or a different a range of different issues or injuries going on. We, we have the same process for everyone. So we really rely on that, on that in our facility. Can definitely tell that a, a lot of thought, a lot of practice, probably a lot of trial and error has gone into really perfecting that and getting it down to something that you can repeat. Um, you can show to other coaches, you can keep that experience consistent. And, and really that speaks volumes towards why you have the word of mouth, why you have the reputation you do in, in the area, you know, being in a small town, it's super important that if somebody expects one experience, whether it's you or one of the other trainers that you do have a methodology, you have something um, that's in place so that the expectations are met time and time again. Very much so. Yeah. I mean, a lot of our role, I mean, you know, people will hire a trainer for a variety of reasons, but we feel that one of our roles is also education. And sometimes for us, that looks like helping the client realize that, you know, before you can run, you've got to walk. And sometimes before you can walk, you've got to crawl. So sometimes it's a matter of backing up the bus or driving the car very slowly. We use that analogy in the gym a lot is with a new client is we always say to new clients, especially if there are concerns around their health, their concerns around how they're moving or they've had they're dealing with pain or they're dealing with injury on an ongoing basis. We use the analogy of learning how to drive a car. You know, they're going to sit in the driver's seat. We're going to sit beside them in the passenger seat, hold a map and hold a light. And we're going to say, you know, hey, Jill, turn here, turn there. Let's go a little faster here. Let's put the brakes on here. But we have to learn how to drive your car with you in order to help you the best way that we can. And you know, once we establish how that car is working, how we can help the car perform better, then we can kind of put our foot on the gas. And so part of that initial process is also us sometimes almost slowing the client down. You know, the, the client will come in the door and we find they just want to feel better. They just want to look better. They want to feel better. They want to do their life better, perform better, whatever that feels like or looks like for them. But sometimes it's a matter of saying, you know, we really need to figure out why your car isn't working over here sort of thing. And let's get your whole car functioning better so we can drive it forward in a more efficient way. And we can make it a stronger, more powerful car, if that makes sense, just to continue the analogy there. But we use that kind of scenario a lot, especially with a client who may be new to exercise or maybe reluctant to begin exercising again, if they've been away from the game for a little while, or as I said, if they've got a, some sort of health concern, injury concern, et cetera. So that's a, that's a, a really big approach for us and finding a comfortable starting point for them. Perfect. Perfect. So you have all these, these processes and systems and everything nailed down. Everything seems to be, you know, dialed in to a T for what you want to do 
with it and you're executing it at a high level in this facility. What does the future hold for you for Thrive and what are your big obstacles and big goals going forward? Yeah, so one of the one of the big things that we're we're currently working towards is actually developing a, a second location. Um, we have a unique opportunity in a, a neighboring city to establish um, very much the same uh, type of studio that we have now. So we're currently looking at establishing a second location. Just our team members are in a place where we're we're nicely established with very loyal team members, um, and it's given us the the opportunity the chance, I guess you could say, to, to really investigate where where can we go and we're now looking at sometime hopefully in the next six to 12 months establishing a second location. It's close enough to our other location that we could actually have clients go back and forth, but the community that we are looking at establishing ourselves in for that second location is, is also a community where we have some other connections. So we've already had some conversations with people we feel will, will hopefully become clients and We've identified a location that we think will really work for us. So that's certainly our, our big goal right now. Um, otherwise, our big goal, I think, has been the same as a lot of other studios and a lot of uh, other facilities and just in general, a lot of other businesses. And that's just let's just get through COVID. Um, it's 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 been a, a, a pretty big challenge, as I'm sure you've heard and you know your audience has heard and, and most businesses have struggled with. Um, you know, we're, we're pretty fortunate that we've, we've actually been able to be open through a lot of the, the so-called COVID shutdown, um, but we're still challenged in many ways and, and, and it is something that, that affects our business on a daily basis, just, you know, from the standpoint of scheduling and logistics and cleaning and disinfection, but also just in terms of numbers of people and, you know, things of that nature. So that's certainly an obstacle, um, you know, in terms of where we're going. Uh, we're always trying to do whatever we can. You know, I've sort of always conducted business in the fitness industry. I think we've always worked on the idea that our, our, our best source of new clients comes from our current clients. So how can we continue to serve our current clientele as best we can? How can we build on what we do for them? Is there something else we can offer them? You know, if we have someone who is really successful on the exercise side of things, do they want to take the step into nutrition coaching or vice versa? You know, um, we offer a little sort of treatment based protocol within our facility as well called soft tissue release. It's a myofascial release technique. I'm a practitioner in that STR technique. And sometimes we will have a client for whom, you know, a certain amount of flexibility and mobility work will merge nicely with that soft tissue release technique. And we can help them deal with some of the, the pain or discomfort that they, they have on a daily basis when they're moving their body. And, you know, just through that, we're, we're able to build a little bit more of our business as well and serve our clients in a, a more holistic or more um, sort of thorough way. So always trying to focus on that element of things as well. Awesome. So you really have this, as you said, holistic approach and the, the plan really is sounds like just to be able to spread it and execute it and spread your impact for as many people in your community. And I, I think what you said was the other community that, that you're interested in expanding to is kind of near and dear to your heart and, and you have some connections there. So it really is not just business. It's personal and it's that, that high touch, high impact environment 
that you're fostering and growing there? Yeah, I mean, what we do is very personal. It's a very intimate, and I use that word very professionally, but it's a very intimate situation. You know, you, you're in the gym and you see people in a lot of different situations. You know, you see them when they're tired, you see them when they're stressed, you see them when they're going through something in their life that's maybe not pleasant, you know, and we've all been through that a lot with, with just the pandemic and so on. But, you know, just life stuff happens. And a lot of times people will bring that to the gym you know, they'll bring that stress or that fatigue or that worry and anxiety to the gym as well as the happy times. So you want to, you know, we always say to clients, you know, our goal is to try to support you over the long term. Fitness is only going to work for you if you're able to stay exercising and stay in the fitness element of some nature, you know, over the course of a long period of time. You know, if you start and stop or you get going and then you stop because life gets too busy or life throws a curveball your way, you know, as most of your audience will know, you don't retain those results. So for us, we're always looking at a way to support our clients long-term. So, you know, regardless of what concerns they come to us with, we try to address that in a way that makes them feel like they've got a really good support system around them. And you do get to know your clients really well. You do get to know what makes them tick and, what challenges they have outside of the gym and how you might be able to help them keep the fitness game for them, their fitness journey going. So what we do is, is very personal. And so having, knowing your clients really well and knowing what works for them and what drives them into your facility and, and what they need when they come through the door is also a big part, I believe, in being a successful coach is reading your client and getting a good feel for what it is they need almost before they even realize it, you know, the type of workout that they want, you know, if you've got a client that comes through the door and it, you know, isn't really feeling their best, you know, maybe they need a, they almost need permission sometimes to be able to say, Hey, why don't we just dial it back a little bit today? You know, this is still productive time. Let's work on this element of your fitness. You know, maybe we don't do the big high exertion workout today because you're just not in the right headspace or you're just, physically not there, you didn't sleep well last night, but let's get you doing something that's gonna make you feel good, move your fitness level forward, but you know, is maybe what they need at that moment. And, and sometimes we, we call those the connect the dots workouts, you know, where everybody wants to do the, get the big result or get that next lift or reach that next milestone or the next pound lost or that next aspect of their health or well-being accomplished. But you got to do that stuff and connect the dots with some of the workouts that some of the, the times with your clients where, um, you know, it's not glamorous, it's not easy, it's not fun. And that's what we also try to do is really support our clients across that whole journey. And, and really, you know, our longest standing client has been with us for 23 years. Um, so that's a long time. And we do have very loyal clients that, that keep coming back and keep coming back and and we've seen them age and we've, we've had to adapt our workouts because we've got clients that may have started with us when they were 42 and now they're 56. And so their bodies changed over that time and, and changed for the better. And, and, you know, sometimes the aging process is not kind to our body. So we've seen our clients and supported our clients, supported our clients over that extended period of time. And that's something that we also try to accomplish is that long-term relationship. So we're very much, focused on retention what can we do to retain our clients what can we do to keep our clientele and support our clients and provide that level of accountability accountability they feel they need to keep coming back that's a that's a big part of what we also focus on for sure 
Yeah. Longevity for you and your clients and retention and the level of service that you're striving to give speaks volumes to why you've been around in this game for as long as you have. And uh, I think if anybody's listening out there and you want to, you want to last a long time in this game, uh, my advice is to rewind and go back and listen to some of the things Steve said a couple of times, because I know I will, there's a lot of stuff. We packed a lot into this, this segment, Steve, I wish that we had more time. We could go forever on this. And, and I love feeling your passion and your commitment to what you're doing for the clients, for the athletes, for people in your community. I wish we didn't have to go, but we do. So with that, I thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure having you. Great. Thanks a lot, Dominic. Appreciate it. You are very welcome, sir. And to everybody in our audience, I'm not kidding. Go back, listen to this again. There's so many nuggets and gems in this. Uh, my mind is a little bit blown. It's been great having Steve here, but it's been just as great having you here with us. We appreciate you taking a little bit of time out of your day to come and get some knowledge, to push the whole industry forward, to help more people. If you want to be notified when new episodes drop, click the subscribe button. If you want to be on the show, there's a link in the description. Click the link, fill out the form. Someone from the team will get in touch with you as soon as possible. To everybody out there in Jim Lawrence Nation, from me, from Steve, keep changing lives, keep working hard. Keep kicking ass out there. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Jim Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we're here with Sandra. Sandra, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So we'll go ahead and kind of get right into this. So what is the name of your facility and where are you guys located at? So the name is Forever 24 Fit. We're a 24-hour access facility and we are in Leland, North Carolina. Okay, awesome. And how long have you guys been in business? So this November 28th, we'll be celebrating 10 years in business. Uh, 10 years. Congratulations. Thank you. It's kind of like a dinosaur in this industry. Yeah. yeah, I mean, usually three years is, is the average um, lifespan for a gym. So you're definitely above that. So good job. Good job Thank on that. You. Thank you. And so I'm curious, like what got you um, wanting to be a gym owner? Like what, what made you decide to start a gym? So I was, my dad used to be a bodybuilder when I was growing up. Okay. So not only did I take weightlifting all throughout high school, I would come home and do some stuff with him in our gym. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to school um, later in life at 26 and graduated at 30 with exercise science degree mm-hmm. and moved back to my hometown, Wilson, North Carolina. And I worked for my former boss, Ed Smith. Um, he owns the Fit for Life. He owns a couple of them. And I ran his gym for two years and actually trained um, my partner and his wife and his son and then just kind of became like a part of their family. And they always said, you know, if I'm, when I moved back to Wilmington, if I found a place that I would like to open up a gym that they would back me. So that's how it kind of ended up. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you just, you just decided just to go for it, right? Like you wanted the gym. Yes, absolutely. And I I put the gym in Leland because Wilmington is so saturated with gyms. Mm And um, other than myself, there was only one gym at the time, Um, but it was an older gym. Um, The equipment, you know, is not so much up to date. Um, Mm -hmm. Not talking bad about that facility. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we came in and we were just a little bit more upper scale. We sit in Waterford. Um, So Waterford is one of the main uh, neighborhoods in Leland. Mm -hmm. So, and we have a lot of Northerners that move down to Leland and retire in that area. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, so your main demographic, what would you say that is? My main demographic is seniors, but I do have, you know, a pretty good range of young people as well. Okay. Okay. Young people being what? Um, well, I'm 45. So I would say young, like 45 year olds. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I would like to say, you know, anywhere from, um, you know, 18 to, you know, maybe like 35. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get a lot of the Brunswick community college kids because um, a lot of the kids that play baseball, they don't really like the gym down there. So they come up to my gym and they live more closer to my gym as well. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So kind of give me a, a layout of the facility. Like what is the square footage and, and kind of what's it look like, like as soon as you walk in the door there? So we're a little bit over 3,600 square feet. Um, right when you walk in, of course, you'll see the front desk and the front desk sits in the room where I have all of our circuit machines along with the cable pulley system in the corner and the bathrooms kind of sit right in the middle of the building. Um, and the very back is where we have all of our free weights, all of our squat rack, uh, squat rack standard benches. And then all up front is our cardio equipment. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, so pr- pretty pretty standard layout there. So have you guys, uh, have you always been in this location or did you, did you move at all? We have. We've been in this location, um, like I said, for 10 years, coming November 28th. Um, okay. I did have a studio that I opened up six months after we opened the gym, and that is where we held classes. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I had to close down the studio part this past December um, because of COVID. Because of COVID, okay, yeah. So, so I guess... Um, yeah, you know, people just the interest wasn't there. It, it just didn't make didn't well, make sense anymore. Or the or the restrictions. Well, a lot of people that took the classes were mainly my senior females. Okay. So you know, not only was it hard to get instructors to come back, but um, getting the seniors to come back to classes, and we gave it a a try for three months, and then after that, we just decided to close uh, down that part of the business. Yeah, I get it. I mean, especially with that, you know, with everything going on, I mean, that is the most, you know, like the at-risk population there. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I could see that makes sense. I mean, you could, I mean, I'll tell you one thing I did right before COVID. So, 
there was a, a curves going out of business and the owner contacted me, you know, wanted me to, you know, basically take all the equipment and, you know, I would get all these memberships with it too, like 70 memberships. So I did this in February of 2020 and the very next month, right? Everything closed down and that was the at-risk popular, like none of them came back. So I like yeah. to, you know, kind of chalk that up as like one of the worst business deals that I think I've ever made, but yeah, I mean, who knew, right? But it's just, you know, it kind of sucks the way it worked out. So yeah. I, I feel you, like I know what you mean. Yeah, I always loved, you know, the the studio and the clients, but that side of the business was more of a headache. So the gym just flows. Yeah. Like, you know, getting um, where the gym sits in Leland. And like I told you earlier, Wilmington is across the bridge. Mm -hmm. Getting instructors to come across the bridge, you would think that you were asking them to <laughs> drive from North Carolina to Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. 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 Isn't that so crazy? Like uh, we've saw that too. Like if a gym, you know, moves locations, they go right down the road. I mean, it's like people, people think that you're, you know, you're in a, another state, you know, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, exactly. So looking at um, like the way, like what's your number one way right now that you guys are finding that you get like new members in the door? So, you know, luckily, like I said, we really are the only gym in town. Um, the gym down the way is still open. Um but, you know, really the, the marketing that we have found over 10 years is really word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And I have so many people within the Waterford community, Brunswick Forest, Magnolia Greens. Those are the three top uh, communities. And I actually am really good friends with the owner of North Brunswick Magazine. So we do an ad in there. And, um, you know, really, our, we have, I have someone that does all of our social media for us. So mm -hmm. we're on Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, you know, all that good stuff. So yeah. I have found that, you know, we really are like word by mouth because we are um, in the front row facing Highway 17. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're located right beside an ABC store. So people will come there to the store and then they see the gym. So, yeah. So people get drunk and sign up for a gym membership, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll forget about it too, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's funny. So yeah. Like let's say a new member comes in. What is the experience for them? Like, do you guys, do they get a tour? Do they get a training session? Like, how does that work out? So basically, of course, you know, we give them a tour, show them where everything is at, um, go over the, you know, rules and regulations. I have not required clients, um, from day one to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you're aware. Um, we were closed down March 26th of 2020. I opened yeah. up against, uh, our governor, Roy Cooper, May 26th of 2020, not had one incident with COVID. I've never required people to wear a mask. I feel like, you know, if you want to wear the mask, then that is your, you know, Sorry. option to do so. Yeah. Um, but basically we just give them a tour and we go over all the options. A lot of people have already gone on our website and checked out the pictures of the gym. They've already, you know, checked out the prices and stuff. Mm -hmm. And we always ask them, have they, you know, do they know how to work the cardio? Do they, do they know how to work the circuit machines? And I personally am the one that goes over all that with them. And mm -hmm. then that is when I pretty much push them and sell them to Harry, who's my personal trainer, um, to, you know, figure out what, plans as far as training sessions they would like to do okay okay 
And as far as that goes, like, is it a pretty successful program that, that Harry has going on? Harry has been my best trainer in the 10 years that I've been open. He's been the best employee. Um, he also taught classes for me. He has never called into work sick. Uh, he's never, he's just top notch, amazing with all my clients. He does so well with the seniors and I have people that drive from Wilmington to come train with him. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. He used to train at the Y and then when COVID hit, he just stayed directly with me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, especially having someone on that long, that's pretty rare. Like you don't, you don't hear that very often. Mm -mm. Yeah. He's, um, he's been, he's been teaching classes for, he taught classes for me, I think starting around like 2014, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and then of course he was training with me, you know, directly before COVID and then after COVID, he's been my full-time trainer. Okay. All right. And do you have any other trainers at all? I don't, I really decided, um, just to keep Harry. Um, I've never had an issue of somebody wanting a female trainer. Mm -hmm. And I personally, with my background and my past, I've always had a male trainer yeah. uh, versus yeah. a female trainer. Yeah. Um, I was a female trainer myself, but, um, no, I just, you know, Harry's very good at hustling and, um, you know, he's just really good with the clients going around and maybe correcting the clients. And then they figure, you know, well, wow, he's really like watching me train and, you know, telling me a different technique that I should do. And then they end up training with him. So mm -hmm. it really just all works out. Yeah, that, that's good. That's good. Now, would you, is there anything that would, like, do you ever train anybody at all? Don't. Would you ever come out of retirement? <laughs> Um, you know, I did training for a little bit over three years and my goal was to always just be the gym owner and run it. Yeah. Um, good. yeah, I was not <laughs> one to really be a trainer anymore. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. And I'm the same way. So I, I did the training thing for a few years in the beginning, like a lot. And I just saw that, you know, it, it's so hard to work in your business so much and on your business. And so basically what I've done is over the years kind of pulled myself back, which is that's the way I'm able to do the podcast, you know, because I have a manager that runs things. So I've got uh, three clients that I've, that I've kept, you know, they might come in, you know, once or twice a week, nothing major, right. you know, just to, just to kind of get me, um, you know, just to stay fresh, you know what I mean? To keep my sword sharp, so to speak. But for the most part, yeah, like I never wanted to, take the training thing on full time. I mean, I did that years ago and it's just not for me anymore. Yeah. You, know, you kind of level up, you know what I mean? Over the, over yeah. the years. Well, I just, you know, I kind of joke with my clients when they asked me, I said, you know, if I wanted to go to school to be a therapist, I would have not graduated with exercise. Science. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like when you're, when you're a trainer, like in sessions, like you're, I mean, you're everything to that person, right? Like you're their, yeah. their therapist and, um, you know, trainer, best friend. I mean, it, it's crazy, the different roles, you know, and it, it sounds like, I mean, Harry must be good at all that too, right? Otherwise, yeah. he wouldn't have been there for 10 years and have this big demand for him. Yeah, he's, he's, he's absolutely amazing. That's great. That's great. So um, classes, is that in the future for you guys? Again, like, would you ever consider doing another studio or you just want to keep it how it is? I'm going to keep it like it is. Um, the studio has already been rented out. It's actually a bodies and balance physical therapy place. Uh -huh. um, 
So I just don't, you know, the only way that I would consider it is we have been begging the ABC to get out and build their own building um, through my landlord. And if the ABC were to move out, then I could actually extend over and I'd be able to extend the cardio room, the free weight area, and then I would be able to have a good amount of room to still maybe do classes. That makes sense. Um, what's the square footage in their area? If you know right off the top of your head. I know the area right next to me was 1200. Um, and then maybe the one next to them is maybe like 1600. So, I mean, it, it would be definitely adding a lot of square footage. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now with, with the amount of members that you guys have, like you said, you have over 2000 that are active. Um, have you ever ran into any space issues at all, or is everybody pretty much separated out? Um, we run into, so the way it's set up is, you know, all the cardios in one area, all the free weights are in the back. The free weight room is the smallest room. So it does tend to get a little hectic back there. But, you know, we've always seemed to manage a lot of clients will maybe like, you know, leave work and go home and eat dinner and just not eat as heavy. And then we'll wait until about seven o'clock to come work out. That makes um, sense. And, you know, the New Year's resolution people starting in January and then that usually yeah. dies off around like March. Yeah, yeah, so, they do. I mean, we, we, we've managed... You know, sometimes it does get busy, but, um, you know, not a lot of complaints. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I, don't, I, I wouldn't think so if you saw that many members on the roster, right? right. So, yeah. All right. That's awesome. So another question I'd like to ask people, um, you know, what, let's say in a, in a year from now, like, what does growth look like for you? I mean, do you have any big goals in mind or anything that you want to do? I mean, you know, I would like to expand um, if the ABC were to never move out, you know, I would, there was a time where we were considering um, building a building, mm -hmm. uh, but we just couldn't um, meet together with our landlord and all the property stuff that needed to be done. So we yeah. just kind of walked away from it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and sometimes all of that, I mean, it's, it's a big headache sometimes to, to get that going too, right? Like, you know, it seems like a good idea and you think you're close and then all of a sudden someone comes back with something and usually yeah. you, you just throw your hands up. Yeah. And to be honest with you, um, you know, I've really created a small gym family. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you know, with the bigger gyms, you know, that I've used to work in, you just don't kind of get that interaction. So, you know, we had two seniors that, you know, passed away, not from COVID. Um, but, you know, that was a pretty big deal. And, um, my seniors love, you know, if I don't see them, you know, in three or four days and there are seniors that come every single day, like I call them yeah, and, yeah. you know, they, they just love that. They feel like, you know, it's like a little family gym. So, yeah. you know, sometimes I don't even know if I would want to go bigger because yeah. I think that we've kind of created a little smaller family atmosphere. Yeah. And sometimes it's not, you know, bigger is not always better. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes it's better to try to like find ways to instead of growing that way, just, you know, to try to get more revenue per member, right? right? Like make each member more valuable instead of trying to go through this big expansion and add, you know, a ton of more people. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Now uh, we're getting towards the end of our time on the podcast. So one thing I, I'd like to ask is let's say if knowing what you know now, if you could go back to yourself 10 years ago when you first started the gym and give yourself advice, what would that be? To not hire friends. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. 
Yeah, that's a good one because it's it, it's hard to draw that line, right? Like between friendship and and you know being a business owner. Yeah. 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 One thing um, that I that I found valuable for that. So I struggled with that for a long time um, until like a mentor of mine told me, you know, it, you got to take your your friend hat off. I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you have to, you know, take off your friend hat and let them know, hey, I'm taking my friend hat off. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put the business owner hat on now. So now I'm talking to you as the business owner. Right. And that kind of changed things, you know, whenever you just make it apparent like that, like just come be real direct about it. Yep. But still, it's still not, it's still not a good idea yeah, <laughs> to exactly. do that. Yeah. I think we all learned that. So that that's a good lesson. Yeah. For sure. Well, Sandra, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Um, I hope you enjoyed it and you got your first podcast under your belt. So congratulations. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And for our listeners out there, if you found value from this podcast, please click the subscribe button. And if you're a gym owner and you want to be featured in the podcast, click the link in the description, apply to be a guest until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.